Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast. It's the 2018 Beef for Awards. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. He's back. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the 2018 Beef for Awards. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy. A.K.A. the world's most interesting smark. A.K.A. double O smark. A.K.A. the master of shadow smarking. A.K.A. the smark day triumph. A.K.A. the Shaolin smark. A.K.A. the raider of the lost smarks. That's my favorite. I had to get the vice gave me his best of and a few that I haven't used yet. Raider of the lost smark is 2018 beefer award. That's your beefer award for. I like smark day triumph, but I mean. It's subjective. To my right, as always, or not as always, we missed the last couple weeks. We have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on, two beer? Oh, man, I'm fucking pumped. Uh, I feel like I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. Uh, <laughs> I have not been here in three weeks. It's been a so while. Yeah. I missed two weeks. It's been three weeks since I sat in this chair, and uh, I'm fucking ready to lay down some awards. And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to crack open the good book of Band from Ringside, volume 87, chapter 3, verse 14 of the Good Smart Saith, hashtag Boo the Heels. It's all good, baby. Quick shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I love you. Let's get this joker rolling. Happy holidays, everybody. We hope that everybody enjoyed their Christmas. If that's what you celebrate, if that's not what you celebrate, we hope that you enjoyed anything that you did happen to celebrate. Uh, it is, we are in between Christmas and New Year's right now, so... Or not this, celebrate. Maybe you just decided to like stay home and yeah, like you don't have to be, celebrate be naked shit. alone. And we that's, don't care. That sounds fun. Uh, whoa, just whoa. Do, <laughs> do your thing. He's back. Do your thing. <laughs> but we are sitting in between Christmas and New Year's, which means it's our second annual Beef for Awards. This is, we've been doing the podcast for about a year and a half. And it's and the we, first annual. Last year was the inaugural. This is the second annual. Yeah, that's why I put it on the first annual. annual. First annual. No, did I say this is the second annual? No, it's the first annual. Oh, Last Jesus. year was the inaugural. Oh, Guys, we have so much stuff to get through. I know Let's we can't argue semantics. In the semantics. We are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful, uh, nicer than it should be St. Louis, Missouri. We have Sam <laughs> the Mahler Mall turning the knobs tonight. Mr. Perfect's in the house. Uh, Murray, the Murray man, Murray is not with us tonight. He had something that uh, he got called away for for his uh, second job, besides being the band from Ringside um, producer, all media slash co-host, all media world. Uh, before we get too far into anything, we got to talk about the day one ish. We that Soul Taco, Soul Taco. It's the Mexican Korean fusion food that you never knew you needed, but once you have it. You can never go without it. About guys. to be in Tower Grove. About to be not in Tower Grove, in the Grove. In the Grove. So okay. on Manchester. Okay, uh, I was like, what? They are opening up a new store in Manchester. If you're in the Chicago area, they're opening up another new store in the Chicago area. If you're here with us in St. Louis, uh, having another one, or the, it's actually the first one in the city limits, is pretty exciting. Oh, it's great because I'm going to go way more often. Yeah. It's, they're going to kill over there. There's just and, one right down the, the street from the crib. The reason they're going to kill over there is because Soul Taco is delicious, guys. It is the best. So go get yourself some Soul Taco. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. That other 
Day two-ish sponsors JJ Twigs uh, Pizza on Southampton. Uh, funny story, Zach broke out some 100-proof whiskey at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> we were all drinking. And uh, I said, don't worry, I'll walk down the street and I'll go get a pizza because you drove home, babe. Don't worry about it. I walked down the street. I did another shot of whiskey while I was there. I bet. And I got a pizza. <laughs> and I walked in. She goes, hey, Bill, what's going on? And I go, Good. And like right when I said it, you know when you're too drunk, like when you and you're like, there's no way to explain it without yeah. sounding drunker. <laughs> so Alex, the owner, said, "Hey Bill, uh, what's going on?" And I go, "Good." And like that's yeah. what I knew. I was like, "Just give me the pizza, yeah. and I'll buy you a shot. Let's get, and I'll go home." Uh, but uh, yeah, so those are two of our three sponsors. Oh, we'll geez. get to the other sponsor later. But Funny without- thing about Christmas, when I we forgot something, so we had to go back a couple hours later after we went to another. Christmas, oh, and I was even more banged up, and we pull up, and Bill comes out, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, he thought <laughs> I had just been outside, and he's holding an entire pie that we had that we had brought and no one had opened or eaten. Yeah. And I almost said, pie. I almost said, give me that fucking pie. <laughs> <laughs> you brought that? I brought it and I saw it, but I was like, yeah, hold on. All right. It. True story. Aunt Marion was super drunk. Our, our, <laughs> our wives, Aunt Marion was super drunk and I was walking. Out, I was like, man, that pecan pie looks good. And she goes, take it. And I was like, take the whole pie. She's like, yeah, just take it. And I was oh like, okay, I think I've eaten half of it. I'm going to eat like another quarter of it tonight. <laughs> Man, uh, I thought my Christmas was wild. <laughs> to be fair, I don't remember that moment at all. Uh, but uh, so we're going to get to our beefer awards and we'll just call it the three counts. Yeah, uh, see, Sam looks see, at me. See, I told him not to worry about three yeah, I told him he didn't up. have to do you it. I told me I didn't have to do it. Yeah, it's the quarterback Sam. over here. <laughs> told you the blitz is on the left. All right, so we have a bunch of categories to get through tonight. Uh, we're going to build up to the big ones, the wrestlers of the year and the matches of the year. So uh, let's start out on positive note. Let's start out on the best feud slash angle of 2018. I'm going to start with you, Two Beer Zach. What you got? So this, I listened to our 2017 awards, and this was what would have been my pick, but we were robbed of it in 2017. My pick is absolutely uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Uh, That is the feud of the year. That gave us the best matches in WWE, bar none, uh, main roster included, NXT included. Uh, It was a heated feud. It was a blood feud. Those guys were so great, uh, top to bottom, every single match. Uh, It was hard for me to pick a favorite out of those, um, it, I think it might be the first one, um, just because it was uh, so anticipated. The second that, one was the last man standing one? That yes. was Yes, okay. Yeah. All right. No, it was the third one, right? No, the second one was the last man standing. Okay, and then, okay, yeah. So anyway, uh, that that's it. I mean, we got probably the best NXT champion of all time in Tommaso Ciampa, and the guy who doesn't need a belt, He's fucking Johnny Big Match. He's fucking Johnny Wrestling. This dude was in every great match in WWE NXT. All of my favorite matches. A huge Johnny Gargano mark in this feud just reignited that. So I don't think anything topped it in WWE. JCB? I will agree upon that. I did have that as one of the three that I did write down. Because just because I figured that everybody would kind of agree upon that. Now this is not WWE specific. This no, is just no. the best but angle slash yeah, feud just, of the year. I just threw a couple more out there just because they were on my head. Uh, Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards from uh, Impact. Even though it was a botched spot where 
the baseball bat hit Eddie Edwards in the head, in the face, and fucked him up. They spun that into a blood feud that went several months. That was probably one of their biggest angles. And just on a personal level, Suzuki and Ishii, I'm sorry, that doesn't have to be for any belt. You can just throw those two jokers in the ring and just step back and let them jokers go. They don't like each other. And that is epically, it's epically shown in any match they have. God forbid it's for like the British, undisputed British heavyweight title that, that they had like a few months back. That match was a crazy match. Oh my God. You get yeah. those two in the same ring, it's going to be on. That's my two other alternate matches. That shit looks like it hurts. So what was your so number bad. number what was your number one though? Number what, one should be the- Gargano Champa, and I don't have a problem with that. All right, so it's unanimous amongst us three. I think the best feud of the year was Gargano Champa. Um when obviously Gargano Chapa, it's not even done yet, which is what's really amazing. Nope. Um, another one of the best angles of the year, um, just because we've already said that that, that was all of our favorites. Um, I think the Golden Lovers reuniting was a big angle of the year that I really liked. I also liked uh, Jericho in NJPW, whatever he did, but Jericho Omega at the, I know that it was, that was at the end of the last, last year and kind of straddled 17 and 18, but it was January 4th, 2018 when so, they had the match. Right. So. But I, I have more to say about Jericho later going on, but, uh, I think that when you talk about Ciampa, Ciampa Gargano, what you're saying is, is that this has been a year long feud that I don't think anybody's really done with. As a viewer, I think that if they did another few matches, everybody would be okay with it. They put on some of the best matches, and ultimately, I think we're talking about one of the greatest feuds of all time between those two. For sure. Whenever, way back, whenever we did our first Cruiserweight Classic, we had guys like fucking Kota Ibushi, Zack Sabre Jr. in there, and I mean, granted, none of them signed contracts, like because Ibushi doesn't sign contracts. Um, my favorite match of that whole tournament was... Champa Gargano whenever they were in DIY right. and they were forced to wrestle each other. Right. So they've been doing this forever and you know we talk about that whole fight forever. We talk about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's another that's, I think that's a great analogy for these yeah, two. Yeah they're very similar. Those two they're best friends they're worst enemies. They're best friends. They're worst enemies. Yeah or Omega Ibushi you know same kind of thing. Fight forever. I hope these guys fight forever. And then just the other night on NXT, uh, bringing something current in, they had the the uh, the cage match between Gargano and Black, and then Ciampa came in and Gargano, uh, with some reservations, did the finishing move with Chima- Tommaso Ciampa, and he didn't like it. And Tommaso Ciampa went in for the hug, and Gargano was like, "No, no, no, I'm not, I'm not hugging you. I don't feel good about it. I just hate Alistair Black as much as you do." Which means we're leading towards a triple threat, which I'm excited about. Let's go to our worst feud of the year. Um, I'll go first. I think the worst feud of the year. I think that Big Cass and Daniel Bryan can be in the conversation. That's in the conversation. For worst feud of the year. I think the, that's a, that's like the uh, first and last time Big Cass gonna be tagged in our fucking notes. Oscar <laughs> yeah, Carmella was one of the worst feuds of the year, um, but I think uh, when you're talking about the worst feud of the year, I think uh, Brothers of Destruction versus Degeneration X is <laughs> goddamn. I fucking forgot about worst that. How can you forget about year? that? It was so bad that I just blocked it out. Oh man! Well, now I'm interested to hear what you have. What did you have? Uh, my number one worst was uh, the uh, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn 
That was just oh, with the uh, so <laughs> such a joke with his Bobby Lashley's sisters and the fucking obstacle course. Ah, I forgot about Bobby Lashley's sisters. Ah, oh, if there was a, if only there was the worst promo of the year, it would have been Bobby Lashley cutting the promo about his sisters. But, but I, you're right. I think the one that made me the maddest was what they did with Bailey and Sasha, and then eventually none of it mattered. Now we have the Boston Hug connection, which also doesn't seem to matter. Uh, so that's the one that made me the angriest. So did they call like, it that. Boston Hug Connection. They got gear, man. The Boston Hug Connection? Boss, boss and hug. Because oh. she's the boss. And, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, but, they, I mean, they have gear. I think there's multiple variants of the Boston Hug Connection gear. Uh, barf. Yeah, I think, I think Sasha's husband <laughs> is the gear guy, actually. I think, yeah, I was going to say he does makeup or makeup and wardrobe. Which makes sense because, like, Sasha has, like, the dopest fucking gear out of, like, all of the women. I would be surprised if she did not outsell everybody for whatever reason her gear does look better than everybody else that stands out um yeah. worst few of the year jason bell if you guys kind of you said my number one was um brothers destruction versus dx um nia Jax alexa right around the uh wrestlemania season when oh, they God, had the, the whole bullying. big bullying campaign and then you know all of a sudden we forgot about that and then nia Jax became the bully and then brock braun in any way you want to sort it out any of those matches were just brock anybody no, I'm not going to go Brock anybody. I mean, you guys, All of those were bad. No, I was getting ready to say just last week they were saying how great uh, Brock Daniel Bryan was, so I'm not going to sit oh, there and say that. Oh, that match was good, I'm but that was just say, a thrown-together match. I'm going to say Brock Braun, especially at Crown Jewel, was just absolutely brutal. Brutal to watch. But the worst angle of the year, you're going with Brock and Braun? I no, mean, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, no, if you're going to pin me on one... I'm I'm going with Brothers Destruction versus Degeneration X. Right, but that was, that other, was the worst. Other ones that just to throw out there. Brock I heard Braun, somebody else mentioned Alexa that Kane was in a triple threat match for the belt in 2018. It was the Royal Rumble. Who was it against? It's, it it was had to be Braun, Brock, and Kane. It sounds right. Yeah, that happened in 2018. Yeah. Yep. God damn, it's been a long year. Okay. Oh, God, it's been the longest year. Jesus Christ. And that's your main roster right there. Yeah. Kane was in a main event feud at the start of the 2018 season. This has been the worst fucking year, like, for WWE. And just, like, it's, it's just been so long. It's, like, a torturous year. There's been some great things in wrestling. We're going to talk about some amazing things. But I feel like this year was one of the longest years of my life. <laughs> it's, been a, it's, it's been a down year for WWE main roster for sure. It has not been a down year for NXT. Yeah, and, or New Japan. Or New J- Or fucking ROH or, Uh-oh. you know. Well, goes. Well, well, goes. We, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, promo of the year. Jason Bell, what do you got? Without question, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying this is the one that hit me the hardest. When I was at Tinder's house, we're getting settled in for Monday night gluttony. And Roman Reigns comes out and says, my name is Joe whatever. Arapaho. No, no, no. Okay. And he basically comes out and says, yeah, he basically comes out and says he has leukemia. That is a human interest story, number one. And number two, just for the basis of this podcast, it shakes the WWE to its foundation. And everything that's happened from that point is a direct result of it. It wasn't like he came out and, you know, said something scathing or anything like that. This was true story. This came from the heart. You could tell it came from the heart, and he got his minutes to say it. Uh, Roman Reigns, to me, is the promo of the year. Well, in, in terms of wrestling terminology, that's a shoot. I mean, it was a shoot promo. It was a shoot promo. 
which uh, a shoot promo won our won my promo of the year last year. Or maybe year it's also. the greatest work of all time. <laughs> no. Promo of the year, Zach. I'm not doing that shit. I did see some Stop. people whenever it came out talking That's about horrible. how it was a work, and I'm like, you people yeah, are the worst people in the fucking world. Come yeah, on, man. I literally so was only going to write one thing down, and that was uh, I wrote Roman Cancer promo. Uh, and what's funny is I was listening to 2017, and I think from here on out, the however many annual beefer awards, the promo of the year has to be Roman Reigns promo of the year award. <laughs> because <laughs> last year, both you motherfuckers picked Roman Reigns for different promos, yep. and neither of you guys would ever say that he's a good promo, he's which not. is fucking hilarious. He's not a good promo. I forget what I picked. But both you guys picked Roman Reigns, I but he deserves it this it year. Th- well, last year he came out. This was after he beat Taker, and he sat out there for 15 minutes and didn't say a oh, word. It was man, absolutely perfect. You let that heat build up, and it was just like, finally, he was like, oh, this is my yard now. Bounce. But yeah, so now, next year, 2019. That's one of the best promos of all time. 2019, second annual B for awards. Oh, Jesus. The promo of the year will be called the Roman Reigns Award. Okay, fine. But yeah, that's it. The only other thing I wrote down, because I feel like I had to just have something else to say, uh, was Becky Black Eye. Uh, Becky Lynch has killed 2018, and especially if you work in the Twitter work, she's fucking murdering the game. There was a a few that I considered. Um, I really liked the Chris Jericho promo when he was doing the press conference in front of the people and he was cussing and everything right when he came out against Kenny Omega. I believe that was in January. That was was last year. But he's done a lot more since that are also really good. Uh, Cody had a really good promo this year. The other one I thought of was when uh, Daniel Bryan um, at Saudi Arabia, I believe, cut a promo on AJ Styles. No, couldn't have been. He didn't go. Yeah, I was going to say he didn't go. No. He was talking. Fuck. Now I can't remember it. I just listened to the entire thing. It doesn't matter. I had Roman Reigns as being the best promo of the year also because I thought that the, um, I thought that him having the courage to go out there and cut the promo that he did in the face of what he stood for in terms of professional wrestling, which is he is a much maligned baby face who is the face of the company. And he knew that that was going to be rough because he gets booed every time his music gets played. And he went out there and it was inspiring. It was moving. I mean, you can go back and listen to our podcast that happened that week. It, it was I oh, was I, was I can't say that I had dry eyes. My wife came and sat down next to me and fucking cried. Yeah, it like, was, and she would never like she she makes fun of me for watching wrestling. So <laughs> it was a uh, it, it it might not have been the best wrestling promo, but it was the best promo of the year. It, it was, was the most and most impactful. I'll remember it for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah nobody. I know, I'll remember nobody, where I was. Where I, think, I think that's the point. Um, okay, scandal of the year. What do you got, JCB? Um, you can go in multiple different ways, but I'll just just clump it in one fell swoop. To me, it's got to be Crown Jewel. Just from the the scandal of should we go, should we not go, to Brock getting the title back, to Jeff Hardy and Tinder Mahal, or Gender Mahal in this case, having one of the worst botches that I've ever seen in my life. The whole thing was just you're talking hot, about whisper in the wind. Yeah, it was just a, it was easily one of the hottest train wrecks, hot garbage, whatever you want to call it, to me, it's got to be Crown Jewel, hands down. 
I only wrote one thing, and that was Crown Jewel. Yeah, I, I canceled WWE Network. Haven't had it since, and I haven't. I mean, shortly thereafter, I pretty much stopped watching Raw because it got so bad. But like you said, I mean, I just can't like funnel money into a corporation like that. I mean, it was just that was just a bad move. Plus, you brought back my fucking childhood hero, and you fucking made him. <laughs> He fell on his fucking face. Yeah. Catch this man. I'd say that the the two biggest losers out of that crown jewel thing, besides the uh, Saudi Arabian people, um, oh, who shit, are, they loved it. They ate that out with a spoon. Are you kidding me? Well, not the ones who are being oppressed and the ones who are, you know, dying under the regime. But besides them, okay, it's Shawn so Michaels and Undertaker. Like, why would you guys tarnish your legacy like this, especially? Shawn Michaels Shit. really he did I mean he really must tarnished. Be the money I know I know when people say tarnish I might have been money. on this exact must same podcast money. by saying saying that he tarnished his legacy is just going a, a little step too far but man like when you think about him retiring and actually sticking to his guns and saying I'm never going to wrestle again and then you're going to wrestle for these assholes. And then to do it there. Amount, no, for it's, that it's, amount of money. I'm sure, or just I'm sure Hunter came up to him. It was just like, look, I need you this one time. You know, do me a solid. For just a Here's garbage a, match. Well, I mean, it, 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 it wasn't garbage. We're talking about it. You're, that that doesn't make it not garbage. Hey. Vince is like, no publicity is bad publicity. Bam. We got to keep going. What's your mark out moment of the year? Jason Cornelius Bell. We saw it before we walked out the door today when I picked you up. As far as I'm concerned, there is there could be several, but for me, there is one where I can watch it over and over again and visibly scream like a little $2 bitch. Velveteen Dream <laughs> on the top of the ladder coming off with a, a nasty-ass elbow on Lars Sullivan bitch. to me is the mark-out moment of the year. The ladder was unstable. He didn't get up to the... He went up to the tippy-tippy top. The top. Where you can see it and the ladder starting to sw- I'm like, oh, God, no. No way he's going to make this. He comes off of it. He lands on Lars Sullivan flush. The crowd erupts. That's a big-ass match into itself. It's one of the biggest pops, biggest spots in that match. To me, that is the mark-out moment. That's... That, I, I like that. I hadn't even thought of it. Uh, it was my Twitter uh, profile picture for like months. I had to go that way. There, I had I had a, a few big markout moments. Um, I'm going to say two, just because one of them I feel like not only is there some recency bias, but I was also there live, and that's whenever Daniel Bryan turned uh, here in St. Louis and took the WWE title from AJ Styles, ending a very long, albeit. Like yeah, mediocre yeah, rain, yeah, yeah. being nice, uh, but that was huge. I, I marked out super hard just because I was right there, and I just remember saying like, "Oh my god!" Like over and over, and like I couldn't stop touching my face. Like, I was just <laughs> like, super into it. Uh, the other one was also a title change, and that was uh, June ninth in the very early morning hours. It was a Saturday morning and my wife wakes up and she's like, nice. what are you doing? Because she was on her way to work at like six in the morning. Ruben Kenny Omega just won the fucking title! Yeah. <laughs> and I fucking, whether it was sleep deprivation or the beers that I had been drinking like in early in the morning, yeah, I had buddy. fucking tears in my eyes for the end of probably the greatest championship reign in modern history. Uh, and it was so emotional. Uh, I it was fucking, a ride, man. It, was I, it, a ride. it was an absolute ride. So those those are very similar, but those are my two. Okay, in the interest of time, can I assume that your turn of the year is Daniel Bryan? 
Uh, yeah, that was it. Okay, because I'm about my mark out moment of the year and my turn of the year are the same moment, and in the interest of time, I'll just keep saying in, in the interest of time, so it takes that as much time. <laughs> right. Uh, Dean Ambrose turning on Seth Rollins the night that Roman Reigns opened up the show by saying he had leukemia and that he had to lay down his belt. Um, to me, I months later, I, I don't know how long ago that was, probably two months ago, I stand by it that I think it's one of the biggest heel turns of all time, top three. I was surprised by it. It seems easy to say it now that it seems obvious, but it was not obvious that night because that night was emotional. Roman Reigns, pro, Beefer promo of the year, promo of the year winner, um, had cut that promo earlier that night, and for Dean Ambrose to turn on Seth Rollins that night was shocking. It uh, hit me right where it should as a wrestling fan. And I legitimately marked out. I was tired, guys. On Monday nights, I'm tired. I'm sleeping in my recliner. I'm kind of waking up at the end of Raw when my wife gets back from teaching her class. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just stay up for the end of this Ambrose and Rollins versus I forget who they won the belts from. Exactly. Doesn't matter. They won the belts that night. Probably the bar because they wrestled them for fucking yeah, six years. But the bars no, on bars on SmackDown. Bars on SmackDown. I, yeah, I don't know. I honestly can't remember who it was from. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because when he turned on him, I shot up out of my chair in a true markout moment. Like when I'm watching an NXT match, like you're talking about, no disrespect to your markout moment of the year. Well, when I'm watching an NXT match, I'm expecting incredible things. When I'm watching when I'm watching Raw. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> nice, baby. And when it happened, made I made his fucking sweatpants like the Pyramid of Giza. <laughs> I stirred. That's a, it was more like a plateau. Um, but that is also my turn of the year. So, Jason Bell, what's your turn of the year? Because we all did our markout moments. Turn of moments. the year, we're going to do uh, Bullet Club versus Bullet Club when finally the Tongans decided enough was enough. We're not playing this bullshit anymore. Fuck Kenny Omega. Fuck the Young Bucks. Three of us are going to take out the eight of you, including anybody you want to bring out from the back. We're going to fuck them up too. Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Tongans overtake the Bullet Club is my turn of the year. Next up, pay-per-view of the year. What you got, Jason Bell? It, it, it was tough, but it wasn't that tough because it basically comes from the same organization. Um, my number one pick, the knee-jerk reaction, was Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, it's... It, I know, I know that the the match of the year is from Dominion. I get that. There was good matches at Dominion, better matches at Wrestle Kingdom twelve. Just because I brought it up, you had Goto versus Suzuki in a hair versus hair match. That shit very rarely happens in New Japan, if any place at all, besides WWE. Uh, triple, uh, I'm sorry, it's a fatal four match with. Will Ospreay, Marty Skrull, Tanahashi, and Kushida. That's off the chain. You throw in. Um, what was it, Kodo, uh, Kodo Bushi and Cody Rhodes? You give me a, a little um, Naito and uh, Okada as the main event. Throw in Jericho and Omega. Call for what you want. That is for me, my money, pay per view of the year. I mean, it's hard to argue with Zach. I'll run these down. I got New Japan Dominion. Um, absolutely best match ever. 
yeah. is the is on the card that you know can't argue with it. Great undercard also uh, with Naito, Jericho, and and such. Um, for NXT, it's Takeover Nola. You had the ladder match for the North American title, and you also had Gargano Champa unsanctioned. And you for took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and for WWE main roster, it was Evolution. Um. Jason's I'd like, say for NJ, nope. <laughs> NJPW, <laughs> I, I, I agree with uh, Jason Bell. Uh, for NXT, I agree with you. New Orleans, I was talking to Jason. We recently we, we were watching, watching that ladder match over, before yeah. we came in. Um, I'd say for my pay-per-view of the year, uh, I chose All In. And I chose All In just because it seems to have changed the game. It's a great pick. That All In proves that... These guys can survive outside of WWE, outside of um, big corporations behind them. I know they had sponsors and everything, but All In was essentially a do-it-yourself thing. Oh, it was an experiment. By Cody and the Young Bucks, and it succeeded beyond their expectations, I would think so, beyond my expectations, beyond... Probably Dave Meltzer's expectations. Everybody's. I mean, All In was the Petri dish that we all came in. Yes. And the product of that Petri dish is, <laughs> Sam's just shaking his head. Hopefully a, product, new, a new WCW. Yeah, the product of that <laughs> is going to be a new promotion that, you know, we don't even know what it's shaping up to be. But uh, there's great things on the horizon because, of, because of that. Because, because of All In. And that's why, I, I mean, I... Like I said, I thought about those other ones. I also thought about uh, TLC, which just happened a couple of weeks ago, which was very good and had two of the best main roster matches of the year. Yep. But just for the broader impact on the wrestling industry, All In was my pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, it should have been ours. Well, shit, we were there. We were there, and we do have interviews that are forthcoming. I promise. You. <laughs> <laughs> this was what six months ago. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go to the overused wrestler of the year, Jason Bell. What do you got for overused slash overrated wrestler of the year? I'm gonna call this dude overrated. I'm sick of seeing him. He is in every fucking raw fucking segment. It was like four, and his name was not even Roman Reigns. I'm sorry. Baron Corbin's got to go. I only wrote one name, and it was Baron Corbin. Dude, he's got to go. He's not that good. He's not that good. He had his chance. They gave him the money in the bank. They snatched that away from him pretty fucking quick, and now they've given him this. Now it's not even... When I see him, I'm not even mad. I roll my eyes. I just want you to go away. For me, it's go away heat. This doesn't work. Oh, we're going to blame Baron Corbin for all the book. No, no, no. Don't blame Baron Corbin for what's going on. He's the scapegoat, but it's not for his fault. The bottom line is, is that he's been put in this spot where, unfortunately, it's an old angle, number one. And for me, number two, it doesn't work for me. His good matches are with good with people that directly always have good matches, a.k.a. Seth Rollins. When you, you threw him against... Um, Apollo Crews, just because it's the first person I thought of, he's not going to have a five-star match. It's not going to be a four-star match. You lucky if it's going to be three. Baron Corbin is in a spot where he's a easy person to hate because he represents the man. Outside of that, name me a great Baron Corbin match that didn't have an AJ Styles or Seth Rollins or anybody like that. I will willing to tip my hat. Outside of that, overrated. Baron Corbin. Zach, you said everything I wanted to say. All right, uh, you guys aren't going to like mine. It's the new day. 
I'm sick yeah. of him. I never want to see him on TV again. Oh, you hate that. That's I, fine. That's I, okay. I don't, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him doing their same old shtick. I don't think they're funny. Mm. I don't. That, they're all. They're just all inside jokes. Now listen. Does that mean? Does that mean I don't want to see? Keep going. Does that mean I don't want to see Kobe Kingston? No. Does that mean I don't want to see Big E? Hell no. No, I want to see no, those I guys. No, I, I want it. those guys. But the new day. It, it appeals to kids, and I know that there's a place for appealing to kids. Just not my thing. No, I, 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 I know that I'm the minority on this. No, so I'm here's the, the hot take. Bill one. just wishes he was more appealing to kids. Bill just wishes he can get over 100 followers. I said I know I'm. In, <laughs> I said I know I'm in the minority on this. No pun intended. Okay, so the most underrated slash underused wrestler. Now there's a bunch that we could go with here, guys. So I'm interesting to hear your thoughts on this uh so we went to underused so i'm gonna go uh chad gable i'm gonna go chad gable because yeah he's gotten some tag titles he has one now this dude does not need to be stuck in a tag team he needs to be one of the best workers in the company he's one of the best workers in the company there's other guys that you could say my other like andrade cian almas i I feel like they just haven't really even given him that's one of that's one of my big ones yes and uh but the other guys, I feel like um, there's a lot of underrated guys that you see a lot, but they don't put them in a position to actually put on the kinds of matches that they really could. But as far as Gable goes, they don't really put him in any kind of position to really shine but himself. Does, but does Gable have a lot of charisma in terms of, in like, the same way that an Almas would? Like, my my choice for underrated or underused wrestler is Finn Balor just because I think Finn Balor if you put him in the right position if you put him in the in the right angles like he could be massive apparently they're doing it right now I mean he's he's going over Drew who we all was also, thought, who we was all also thought, on my list yeah and we it, all it, thought he was going over and Drew's time will come he's absolutely going to get his time because he is exactly what Vince wants yes uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean Finn Balor is not the Finn Balor that we've seen in the past, and he's been around for fucking ever, and sure. he's j- he hasn't done anything, and it's not his fault. Not at all. Um, I went Jordan Devlin. I mean, I know this is a, a name that is not necessarily good. Uh, on the tip of NXT most UK. NXT UK progress. He's uh, from Ireland, calls himself the Irish Ace. If you have not seen the Jordan Devlin. Uh, Pete Dunn NXT title match. Oh man, that's the match that I will point and say this is why I think this man is underrated. Honestly, like you he is, a little bit he more is also Finn Balor. Like he's yeah. the same dude. They're yeah. both Irish small dudes that right. can work their fucking dicks off. Right. And you went, to say you went more underrated. We went more into use. That's the beauty of the Beefer Awards, guys. Yeah, also, to me is somebody that I don't think it, most people want to know, but I'm just like, okay, this this is the guy. You yeah. need to start looking I at know, him because yeah. this might be the one. I know NXT UK, like Pete Dunne's been on top and he's had the longest fucking title reign ever, but that dude should be wrestling at WrestleMania. Patience, you know what I mean? Patience. I know he's only like twenty three. Patience, like, but Walter is coming. Patience, yeah, that's true. Tag team of the year. Uh, this is the one that I've I pretty much left blank. Well, I shouldn't say I left blank. It was the last one, but I finally came up with the one team that I've seen multiple times. Unfortunately, WWE is kind of fucking that shit up. But I will stick with this team because I've seen them multiple times. I'm going with the Briscoes as my tag team of the year. I think that I have them as my tag team match of the year. 
uh, one of the two with the ladder match. I know it's recency bias with the, uh, them, SCU, and the Bucks. Now 10 times. Now 10 times. Okay, I, I went with like accomplishments. When I'm going for somebody of the year, especially if it's male, female, or tag team, I'm going with an accomplishment. What have they done for this 2018 season that singles them out versus anyone else? To me, they've had the best tag team match of the year, and now they're tag team, 10-time tag team ROH champions. The Briscoes. I picked another dude, another group that was in that match, uh, which is the Young Bucks, and it was the same reason. These guys have done more for wrestling and more for themselves in the sense of getting themselves over without a push from companies. Like, they did it all themselves to where they forced the companies to push them. In the same vein that shows All In. Exactly. And they're a huge part of All In. So... Uh, that's why the Young Bucks, they've they've changed the game. They've changed how wrestlers themselves can approach their own marketing, and they are consistently in the best tag team matches all the time. So Young Bucks are my number one. Guys, the Golden Lovers reunited this year. I, know. <laughs> the, I mean, the Golden Lovers have two of, the, two of the five best wrestlers in the world, right? Kota Bushi and Kenny Omega, they reunited this year. Yep, and they were my number two. Uh, I also, uh, I'll give an honorable mention to the Usos who have consistently been LAX, great. I think she gets some love and, too. Undisputed Air also. Yeah. And Undisputed Air was my third. Yeah, because not only have they uh, run undisputed NXT. Undisputed Usos are probably two and three, but yes. They've run NXT. Kyle O'Reilly, whenever we were talking about underrated, I think Kyle mm. O'Reilly and Roderick Strong are both two of the most underrated workers because For we sure. see them and they're over as fuck. But those guys are exceptional. And I mean, they're top 10 workers in the company. Yes. I mean, I I would love, I I know how we, you're not the only person at fault in this because I do the same thing. I would say somebody's the top five or top 10 worker in the company. One of these days we got to list them because we, we, can't, them. we can't call everybody let's, one of the top 10 workers in the company. We can't do it. We got to get pinned it down. It would be fun on a slow week for us to actually say, hey, here are the top 10 workers in the company because we talk about it all the time. That'd be fun. Um, but the reason I gave it to the Golden Lovers is because they're when they reunited, it was, it was fucking, fucking great. Deal. Yeah, it, it was, was a big, big fucking deal, and they are awesome. Um, so now we're getting to the big dogs. Um, the so we're doing tag team match, tag team match of the year. Sorry, yeah, I almost skipped that one. I already said mine. I'm going with the ladder war. Uh, SCU Bucks Briscoes. I did I did three just because I did New Japan, NXT, WWE, but I won't I'll just list them. You guys can go watch them. Um Golden Lovers versus Tanahashi and Osprey. That's not recency bias. That shit was fucking great. That was a white great way to end the season. Uh the Mustache Mountain Undisputed Era mm. on the NXT taping. That's mm. mine. Oh, dude, it's that's so fine. good. The one that happened, it wasn't even on a takeover. No, that, that's it was just on a NXT. NXT show. And that. the whole time, the crowd is, Mustache Mountain, undisputed, and they're not trying to get themselves over. They're just really fucking hyped. Fucking match. Yeah. Yes. And the storytelling was so good. Mm-hmm. Go watch that fucking match. Yeah. And then for main roster, you guys might fucking, everybody might blow me up on this, but it was the best match on WrestleMania, which shows you how fucking far WWE has fallen it was fucking Ronda and Kurt Angle versus Triple H stop, and Stephanie. Stop. There was not a fucking better match on Wrestle fucking Mania. And that's their fucking fault. It's not my fucking fault. They give us such shit that that's the best fucking match that there was. Man, I disagree. Name a better main roster tag team match this year. Hey, let me, didn't l- happen. Let me tell you this. I disagree with that take. Yeah. 
But I love that fucking thing. <laughs> I fucking love I was it. I came hard and old with it, baby. <laughs> Mine is still mine's uh, mustache mas- mustache mountain versus. Uh, I, I totally forgot about that. That's a really good undisputed match. era on the NXT, just regular yeah. old NXT. So uh, we're not breaking up the men's, the male wrestler of the year and the women's wrestler of the year, but we are going to break up the match of the year. So, what do you guys want to do first? Let's do match of the year. Okay, let's do the main roster match of the year. WWE main roster match of the year. Who wants to go first? We have 14 minutes. I'll go first. I'm, go- I'm going with the gauntlet match. That, to me, is easily the one wow. that sets everything else up. It Whoa. brings Seth Rollins back to light. Didn't even think about that. That's a good one. It brings Seth Rollins back to life. And the guy that, that the you basically ro- had That was to, the best Raw of the year also. And the, the guy you basically had to ride a good chunk of this 2018 season. If you're Monday yeah. Night Raw, it went with Seth Rollins and you reminded him, reminded us why he is the man. He might not be universal champion, but if you need 30, you need 45 minutes. If you need Seth an Rollins. hour and ten, ten minutes, minutes you call in Seth Rollins. The gauntlet match is the reminder of who he can be. And if Did, you want a solid ninety seconds, you call me. <laughs> didn't even Tara, don't 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 let that man go out like that. <laughs> I'll admit I didn't even think about that match. I didn't either. Uh, my main roster match of the year is is pretty funny, uh, partly because I initially hated it so much, and that was Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar. I was so mad. For like the first part of that fucking year, yeah, or for the first part of that match, yeah, I'm still mad about That's that. That's my match too. Wait, yeah. are you guys kidding me? That what they did it the year before was called Daniel. Br- I'm sorry, AJ Styles and Brock nah, Lesnar. It was, it was the same to- match. No, it was a totally different match okay. because they made it look like it was going to be a squash. Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. They made it so look AJ like it was going to be no, a squash. AJ had no for offense minutes, in that match, and then they gave. Daniel Bryan all sorts of comeback time. Okay, I'm sorry, man. Like I know that Zach hates. Brock Lesnar, so I'll speak for myself. But when Brock Lesnar is on screen, it's a little different than when it's just a couple of wrestlers. It makes a little bit more of a of an attraction. And maybe this makes me maybe to the indie Cheap. crowd, maybe to the indie wrestling <laughs> crowd, this makes me seem like some sort of mark or some sort of Sheep. WWE. Oh, you said sheep. Sheep. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> my my number two, and I thought about this for a while over the last week, was what would be one and what would be two. My number two, and this is not recency bias either, was the tables, ladders, and chair match between Asuka, Becky, and Charlotte. Because that, oh, we, ma- that I, match... I thought we were splitting up women's match and men's match. No, but... Otherwise, I, I wouldn't have a otherwise I wouldn't have picked Daniel Bryan and Brock. I would have picked if we were just going with women. I would have picked. All right, well, let's go to women's. I'll just say that I also love that match, and that was my other main event match of the year. Another one being Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles at TLC on the same card. I agree yeah. with that. The end of that card that was, was really fucking good. great. Yeah, my number two was Daniel Bryan AJ at TLC, but for women's, okay, my, women's. Go, my, ahead. go ahead. For for women's, uh, it was there's ba- no rules here. I know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so we, we can do, know, we do this on the fly. We're just trying to talk about wrestling. Becky and Charlotte and Asuka at TLC. Yeah. And then uh, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai at Mayon Classic because they Tegan Knox got injured and they had 20 minutes to put together a match and they put together a fucking great match. I, I have no problem with that. Um, do you have if, a women's match of the year? Uh, 
if you want to just throw out the original, I shouldn't say the original, Becky Charlotte, Last Woman Standing, oh, I think Evolution is, is, great. is the one that really... And don't get me wrong, the TLC match was good. This one, to me, just resonates more because they had Becky go over in a scenario where this looked like Charlotte should go over, probably would go over. They made Becky go over. There would have been no TLC match without that match. I don't want to short shrift Asuka and Charlotte at last year's WrestleMania also, which was also a fucking great match. It was a very Um, good match. Their SmackDown match the other night was was fucking great. Yeah. New Japan match of the year. Uh, Do we even have to say it? No, I don't think so. It, It was the greatest match of all time. Arguably. Uh, Arguably. What? He's going to say Ishii. He's going to say Ishii Omega. You say Yano, no. I'm coming across this fucking table. Ishii versus Ibushi where they just beat the shit out of each other. Yes, obviously. Obviously. But no, uh, Okada versus Omega 4 at Dominion is, I think, I think for everybody that pays attention, <laughs> I think that's the greatest match of all time, right? I mean, there's a lot of shit that's arguable, but there's not... I mean, they had callbacks to the first match, to the second match, to the third match. It's hard and to all the argue callbacks it. weren't just in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, and They I've, have been throughout the I've match. I've never seen it's a better match. It's truly art. No, it's I've, hard to I've never seen a better match, and I got to go on that whole journey right there. You know, I've watched every single one of those matches live, and then watching that match live. I mean, I was watching it with JCB. He was in U City. I was in Edwardsville. <laughs> fucking Blood Girl Raven is is out there, and fucking we're all just fucking Shout tweeting. Out to Blood Girl Raven. We're okay. just like you know, just loving life. I'm and fucking, a cigarette after all this. Oh I'm like, man, God damn. I've I've just never felt that way like for a fucking match. I've never been so invested and so entertained. And I mean, like you talk about it being a a simulation of a real sport that is the epitome of that yeah i was I, mean, I was physically emotionally spent and that's and i didn't even do anything i was sitting there smoking weed watching this shit unfold i was acting like i was in there for 104 minutes <laughs> so your nxt match of the year i was debating it i had one down and then i changed it um i got three i got my top three I, gargano almost to me is going to still be is my number one i changed it from adam cole ricochet me too um when i watched Same it thing? when i watched I have, it i have almost gargano when i watched oh, yeah. it at his house it reminded me of how good that match was how great gargano is how underused almost is i guess it's a huge it's a big fucking great match, and guess, it is a nice little cherry on top of the cake because Almas retains without too much cheating. The latter match to me is number two. I guess the 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 Gargano Champa series seems more dramatic because of the story. But when you just talk about straight up work rate, Gargano Almas, man, that, the last that's, ten or fifteen minutes also, is ridiculous. that's also my NXT match of the year. Uh, my number two would be. The ladder match, the six man ladder match. My number three would be Gargano Champa one. I like one better. Two, the last man standing because it was the most, it was the most clever way to end the last man standing match. It was good that I've ever good seen. Good booking. Uh, your thoughts? I like what you said because that's exactly how I felt. The only reason I would pick Gargano Champa one over Gargano Almas is because of the story. Gargano, that's exactly my thought process. Gargano Almas doesn't need it's just two guys fighting for the most prized possession in their promotion and i was like baffled as i was watching that i mean my fucking hands were on my head with all the near falls i'm like oh my god that didn't end it 
And my wife was like in the other room, and she's like, "What Poor the terror. fuck <laughs> is wrong with you?" And I'm just exclaiming. It, and it I'm was like, back in January too, but yeah, it was it's, January. It's, it's easy on, to forget about it. Yeah, I was on my feet in my living room, like on my fucking feet, was, hands on my head. It was like, a really what, good what is going on? That's the problem with these end of lists is that uh, you get WrestleMania at the beginning of the year, you get Royal Rumble at the beginning of the year, and you also get Wrestle Kingdom at the beginning of the year, but. We need to not forget about these, and I'm glad that uh, we've had the restraint to not live in the recency bias and know. No, I'm, what no, the, I'm proud of this. This is a, a fairly complete. If you guys list. haven't watched Gargoyle almost in a while, go back, go back and, and watch, watch that it match immediately. I mean, it's 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 crazy. Makes me, okay. do, makes me do so. Big, big comes here. We go. <laughs> we got four minutes left. Go. Women's wrestler of the year. I don't think there's really much argument. Uh, I'm gonna throw out the the one. Con- the one alternate, Tessa Blanchard, I don't think gets a lot of credit because I don't think we watch her enough, and yep. I don't think we we talk about her enough. They passed bypassed her with Carmella and Alexa Bliss. She was on NXT. She left NXT. She went to the Indies, and now she's currently the Impact Women's Champion. Tessa Blanchard is my alternate. We can say Becky Lynch. That's fine. I get it. Yeah. Tessa Blanchard needs some love. D- dumb move on their part to not capitalize especially with her legacy and name and everything like it's it's becky lynch yeah oscar uh, could have been brought up in the underused uh category the tonight. only reason i'm saying so should shinke shinsuke nakamura i okay, guess we forgot the to most, bring him up. most disappointing is shinsuke nakamura right. my, that, yeah. that's mine but my other becky two, lynch sorry my other two ladies tony storm and ronda just just to throw them out there if we had no a rookie if we had the rookie of the year it'd be ronda, ronda rousey yeah. because Run, ronda has she's undefeated uh, but she's she is uh, leaps and bounds. She's done so much better. She's ahead of let's just, she's let's ahead just, of the other just, just to bring this back around. Last year we picked Alexa Bliss. I'm just, I'm just saying. Jesus no, Christ. I mean Becky, Becky Lynch is she's caught the world by fire. She is uh, a crossover star at this time. At this point, yeah. CBS wrestler. She, she she has been crazy good, and uh, we probably spent too much time on the early stuff. We could have spent a lot more time on Becky Lynch. Sorry, Becky. No, she yeah, we spent uh, enough time on her, you know, and yeah, during the pod. No she shit. knows. We, everybody knows. Yeah, yeah we, we did. We always put three things on our titles of our podcast, and for like four or five weeks in a row, it was Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch. Becky Lynch. I was about Becky to say, Lynch. Sam can mm-hmm. verify that. Uh, the male wrestler of the year. I'll go first. Um, when you, to me, when you can tap out Tanahashi, Sonata, Ibushi, and Naido in a tournament, at any given point, that's all I need to know. On top of that, the same gentleman won the British uh, the Progress Super Strong Style 16 tournament. This is Zack Sabre Jr. every day, twice on Sunday. Nice. Zack Sabre Jr. is your that, male wrestler of the year. Huh? It's a hot take, and I can't, is I can't disagree because he's amazing. But he's my favorite. I mean, he's my favorite. I he's love so him. good. I'm going with accomplishments. Yeah. Guys can he's have my great new matches. Japan favorite wrestler. Guys can have great matches. I'm going I hope with to, what you, I hope what to you see done. him and Kevin Owens have a oh, Jesus, 10 match start. series. <laughs> uh, him and Daniel Bryan. That's uh, him. But um, I feel like, you know, you can look at it a couple different ways. Looking at it as an impact, big match wrestler, you know, Omega, it was his year. Okada's year was last year. Okada had half the year this year, too. And I'm a huge Okada mark, but Omega ended that streak. He's carrying New Japan into the United States. Omega was my number three. Yeah, he's 
and honestly, you could argue for Tanahashi because he's had such an amazing year this year. Um, but, you know, NXT, it's Gargano and Ciampa 1-1-A. One and, one and then in the WWE, it's Daniel Bryan. Okay, I would say that my number one is Gargano. I think that when you're in the feud of the year with Tommaso Ciampa and also... I'm wearing, I love this take because I'm so... I'm, wear, I'm, I'm wearing the shirt. I'm wearing the Tommaso Ciampa shirt, and I know Gargano gets a lot of love, but you can't get that sort of babyface backing without a heel who's really doing it for you. And I love Tommaso Ciampa, but Gargano started off the year with Almas, had three classic matches with Ciampa, and is ending the year with turning heel with Aleister Black. And, and they just did a cage match that was great. Gargano is my male wrestler of the year. Kenny Omega would be my number three. My number two, listen, I thought about Jericho just because Jericho made a big impact this year by jumping cruise in, by jumping and- into. But my number two is Cody Rhodes because I think that Cody Rhodes has, he's gone from New Japan. He's gone to, he won the NWA championship. He did all in. He had a. He was ROH champion for a while. ROH. He had a feud with Kenny Omega. Cody Rhodes, US champion. I mean, Cody uh, Rhodes, the, the impact with all in. There's plenty of reasons. Cody plenty Rhodes reasons. has done a lot, and I haven't seen a lot of love for him on these year end lists. Damn that! I think we're giving him love just for the fact that when we met him, he took time out of his busy oh, schedule and just talked to us but for five ten that minutes. Was, it was that great. was 2017. I know, but I'm I don't still, know how but, he'd be in 2018. He's, he's the same dude. <laughs> but he's the same dude. I think that Gargano. Gargano has done, he has elevated himself from somebody who was, he's a little guy, somebody who elevated himself from a little guy to be a major player. He is the best babyface in WWE company, and I think he's the best wrestler in WWE start, company. Start off with Almas, did three matches with Ciampa, and he's ending in a triple threat match with Aleister Black. He's the common denominator in every great thing that happened in NXT. I agree completely. No and argument. guys, that is our beef for awards. Birthday's real fast. Bart Gunn is 53. Axe so is no. 71. Goldberg is 52. China would have been 49. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, Cesaro is 38. Zelina Vega is 28. Justin mm, Roberts mm, is 39. Ray Phoenix is 28. Danny Burch is 37. And Jimmy Hart is 74. Hey, guys, we know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to throughout the entire year. So we appreciate the hell out of you listening to our little podcast here in Shock City Studios in St. Louis, Missouri. For Sam the Muller Mall. Mr. Perfect. For Soul Taco. For JJ Twigs. For F&B Eatery. For Jason Cordillas Bell. For Zach Pullman. For Murray the Murray Man Murray. For Bo Vice Geesman. I am Bill Vagan. Everybody, Happy New Year. Merry New Year. Boo! It's Merry New Year, damn it. Trading places. Merry New Year. Now it's that nine to five.